So this morning, we are going to be uh, carrying on and finishing our series on God's name. And how it's going to work this morning is basically, I'm going to give us a bit of a recap to kick us off, which is going to lead us into talking about a jealous God, the jealous God. So we've been going through this series on uh, this particular verse from Exodus chapter 34, verses 6 and 7. And the book of Exodus is this amazing book, and just to give you, like I said, a recap, is that it's a book where God wants to rescue his people out of Egypt to the promised land, towards the promised land. And it was to represent that God is going to rescue them out of slavery, bondage, suffering, to a place where they're going to experience their liberty and their freedom. But most of all, it would be a place they can truly worship their God. It wasn't just about bringing them out of freedom. It was a place they can be who they're called to be and worship their God. And so God chooses this man called Moses, as many of us know. And it'll be Moses that will be there when the plagues come in. It'll be Moses leading them through the Red Sea. Uh, They reckon up to about two million people he led at that moment in time uh, through the Red Sea. And then we get to Exodus chapter 33, verse 18. And Moses says to God, please show me your glory. He's saying to God, I want to know you more. I want to see you more. I want to experience you more. This is Moses that has already uh, seen God in a burning bush. It's Moses that's seen God do many miracles, uh, you know, filling the Nile with, uh, with blood and all that. He saw loads of it. But he said, I want more of you, God. He wasn't satisfied for where he's seen as much. And the first week I kicked off about saying about experiencing God. That it's important in our lives that we, we, we yearn to experience more of who God is. That actually we should be like Moses and just not just be settled where we are and say, I've seen God do that miracle. Or, you know, I've seen God in a burning bush. But Moses wanted a new experience of God. And in Exodus chapter 34, Moses is back up the mountain. And as he goes back up the mountain... He, he, God meets with him, but he doesn't meet with him like a way he's seen before, but he meets with him by declaring himself, his own name. He declares who he is, and he says this, the Lord, the Lord, the merciful or compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. Maintaining love to thousands, forgiving wickedness, rebellion, sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of their parents to the third and fourth generation. What God does in this moment of time, he's saying, this is my own character. And you know, I think sometimes, two, you know, not more than 2,000, it's more like four, five, four and a half thousand years later, we take this from granted. Because actually, the people in that time, they they knew God as a creator, mighty, powerful God. They didn't know the character of God. Because if you think about it, back in Genesis 1, we we, we learn that God, Elohim, it means that God is a creator God. Elohim, creator God. And they saw that they knew there was this God who created God. And then we get to Genesis 17, and they say, God, Al Shaddai. And it's like God is almighty. He's above every other gods that we have. He's the biggest and the greatest God. And then we go to um, Exodus 
chapter uh, 3, and we see God at the burning bush, and he says, I am who I am. And they're starting to understand, and, and in many ways, this picture gets painted of a God who is powerful, and he's great, and he's mighty. And they're just starting to begin when God declares that I am a, a merciful, I'm slow to anger. Like, really? That, that, that their gods, their earthly gods on this earth, you know, they've just known them as gods that if you don't do this, you, if you don't do this, you get that. Or if you, you've got to do this, you've got to do that, or you can't do this. But God is such a, is such a loving God. And over the, the last uh, weeks, we've been going through all these things. The Lord, Lord which is, I am who I am, Yahweh, the merciful and compassionate, or compassionate and gracious God. Mercy means that how God feels about us, that he loves us, but grace is about, you know, God, he comes and rescues us. He does something for us, slow to anger. He maintains love and faithfulness. This love word is a hesed love, that is a covenant and loyal love for his people. And then Moses, he, he bowed down and worshipped this God. That was his response when he found out this, the names of God. God is a God of justice. But actually, he's a God that hates sin. He hates the pain and the destruction sin causes in our lives. And he's a God of covenant. He says, I'm making a new covenant with you. Before all your people, I do wonders never done before in the nation of all the world. See, see this is it. For the people, the, the, the Israelites, they've, they've, they've headed towards the promised land. They've got to Mount Sinai, and Moses comes down, and he's telling them, this is your God. He, he loves you. He, he cares for you. He's compassionate. He's gracious. He will save you. He will rescue you. They, they've never experienced this before. They, this is like fresh revelation for them. And then we get to this last one, and it's about a jealous God. And it says this, do not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. See, jealousy can be confusing, because often when we think of jealousy, we think of jealousy as something which is birth which is birthed out of fear and insecurity. See, if you said, I wish I had a clean house like those people, or you said, I wish our family was so perfect like that family, they seem so perfect. See, this is all jealousy which is born out of fear and insecurity because your fear is actually, I should have a cleaner house or my family should be perfect like that family when that family's probably not even perfect because no family's perfect. But often our jealousy is born out of fear and insecurity. I want that. I wish I had that. And it's so confusing is the reasons why Oprah Winfrey once decided that there wasn't a God. We all know who Oprah Winfrey is, don't we? One of the most famous American chat show hosts. She was in a Christian church one time, and the preacher said, uh, sorry, she was in a Christian church, and Oprah said, if there is a God, can be jealous of me, therefore there must not be a God. See, this is what happened. Oprah was confused. She thought she heard that God was jealous of her. But actually, God is not jealous of her. 
God is jealous for her. And if you can read and watch clips on YouTube, this is the reason why she doesn't believe in God. She sits in a Christian church and she, she misheard or she got confused about the sermon. God is jealous for you and for his glory. God is jealous because he made you and he desires you and he loves 